The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello, and welcome to Crimes Against Humanity. Here we are with another week to take a look at human exploitation around the world. Now, I've been doing this for years. My name is Opal Singleton, and I am your host. Uh, Those of you who know me know that I have been combating human trafficking um, in Southeast Asia and, of course, heavily here in the U.S., But I can't do this alone. The purpose of the show is to engage you. In fact, I want this to be a dialogue, not a monologue. And so we're going to set up today so you can begin to have call-ins if you want to call in and ask questions or make comments. The real purpose of the show is to equip you, the, the listener out there, so that you also can do whatever is necessary in your world to combat human trafficking. The program is designed so that we can equip law enforcement and social workers, nurses, teachers, uh, administrators, pastors, people that I have been training for years here in Southern California. It is our goal to train you so that you can do this wherever you're located around the world. So this is going to be based on real cases. Uh, I am absolutely adamant. I am an activist, but... Everything I do is to stop this. Never again, never again should especially a child be violated. So if you want to call in, our call-in number is 866-472-5787. You may want to write that down, 866-472-5787. You're also welcome to go on to Million Kids' Facebook page so that you can make comments and let us know where you're at. Uh, what you do in human trafficking, and any comments that you want to share. So I'm going to jump right in this morning because I have uh, several cases I really want to review. There's been a lot happening out there. Uh, The first case, by the way, all these cases are on Million Kids' Facebook page. If you can't make out what I'm saying, that's Million, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids, because over a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. I don't know what it is, but for some reason when I say that, people are thinking I say me and kids, but no, it is me and kids. So go on there if you want to see the articles and the cases and uh, to get the specifics. But let me tell you about this case. Um, It actually involves uh, three, actually before it's four, uh, through four um, perpetrators. Uh, The case is about Michael McLeod from Jersey City, New Jersey. A gentleman, he's 25, a gentleman by the name of David Powell, 29, Demetrius Hayward, and then uh, there was a fourth victim, or uh, excuse me, a fourth perpetrator. 
uh, by the name of uh, Tyree Cheater, who is 27. This case started when Nekmek received a tip about a 14-year-old runaway girl. Now, Nekmek stands for National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That's NEC. N-E-M-E-C, I'm so used to it, I forget. It's NECMEC, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. They, uh, they run, they're amazing people, by the way. They're my heroes. Uh, I know John Clark. Uh, I haven't met him, but I've talked with him. Uh, they really have a heart of gold, and they care deeply about uh, the cause of human exploitation and especially helping kids and runaway kids. I believe that it either was started or at least heavily involved by John John Walsh uh, from America's Most Wanted, another one of my heroes. I, I miss having that show on. Anyway, they got a message or a, a report about a 14-year-old runaway girl uh, that was being uh, advertised on Backpage. Now, Backpage is a site where prostitutes are advertised for sale. It is very famous. Um, it's also exactly like Craigslist, for what it's worth. Um, there are many sites out there where uh, prostitutes are advertised for sales. There, most of them are quite pornographic, and I don't recommend that you're on that. But if you want to look at uh, Backpage, you can. Um, it is advertised under your local community, and it's also advertised under uh, escort services. And you can see there that people are for sale for sex, and it's um it's frustrating, it's disgusting, and yet in many ways we have a love-hate relationship because, uh, quite frankly, Backpage has been instrumental in helping uh, girls be able to make their case and get out of the life. And they have been quite supportive of, of several task forces. Having said that, it is, in fact, the electronic auctioning of people's bodies. There is no other way to put that. I know there are several court cases going on right now about um, trying to put Backpage out of business. Quite frankly, I see both sides of the story because I work with law enforcement. I can tell you that they're extremely cooperative. They will often uh, assist a girl in helping to make her case, especially if she's an adult. Uh, because they do have to prove that they were either coerced or forced into it or uh, or uh, fraudulently entered into it. So a lot of times you'll see that Backpage will come forward and assist. Well, in this case, it uh, was reported that this 14-year-old ran away. And by the way, runaways are one of the most at-risk populations. One of the things that you can do if you work in a school or church or somewhere around children uh, maybe a nonprofit organization is, you know, let's get a campaign going to help kids understand not to run away and the risks of running away. Maybe create a safe haven for them and let them know that it's there. I mean, I can understand it's a complex world. Kids get panicked. They, they want to run away. Sometimes there are days I want to run away, quite frankly. But, you know, we need to be able to counteract that. There's various statistics out there. One that I heard was one out of three. The other statistic I read is one out of five. It's often difficult to get strong and uh, accurate statistics. But let's say it's one out of five kids who run away will become victims of, of sex trafficking in the first 48 hours. The reason for that is they get out there and, you know, they're like sitting ducks, quite frankly. Uh, you know, they look like low-hanging fruit. These they're, they're needy, they're scared, they're maybe depressed. And some guy will come along and say, hey, come crash with us. You know, we, 
we'll, uh, we'll, we're like this big commune. We're just a big family. You can be part of us. Uh, we sing Kumbaya and play the guitar and no strings attached. And the first thing they'll do is put her next to another girl. And that's not uncommon. You'll see even in this case, there was another older girl. They'll put that girl out there and that girl will say, hey, I made 500 bucks last night and so can you. And that's usually how it starts. Uh, what they don't realize, and in, in this young runaway, they're saying, oh, my gosh, I don't want to do this, you know, but it's only one night. You know, I can make 500 bucks. It'll last me all month. And pretty soon it's like, I can do this. I can do it for one night. But very quickly they're drugged. Uh, they're raped. They're uh, pushed into prostitution. And that's how it happens. Well, that's what happened here. And uh, Michael McLeod was the boss of the ring, uh, that David Powell and Hayward and, um, and uh, Jeter were kind of lieutenants in there. And this is definitely a gang. I want you to notice that. You know, there, there is a leader on this. There's some lieutenants. Then they had an 18-year-old girl that they had already victimized and uh, brutally uh, treated brutally. At one point, she had a gun put to her head. She had been um, apparently raped over and over, and uh, she was kind of being groomed to be what we call the bottom girl. A bottom girl is a girl that's usually in a gang, and uh, they start out as, um, you know, involved in commercial sex, and then the next thing you know, they're being promoted where they're going to kind of keep an eye on the girl, uh, maybe uh, discipline the girl and manage the money sometimes, and then sometimes recruiting. And in fact, you need to understand that, that recruiting isn't like a hobby for this girl. It's her literally her survival, and that's pretty well what happened here. And so what happened in this case is that they lured in this 14-year-old girl. They took the 14-year-old, the 18-year-old. They would take them from hotel to hotel. They were forced to service over 10 men a day uh, on average. And uh, if they didn't, they'd get beaten. Uh, The other people would be then uh, um, used to... uh, Keep the keep an eye on the girls, you know, and uh, make sure that the girls uh, didn't get away. Now I question that because they apparently went to the same hotels, and if you got these guys waiting around a hotel room on a regular basis, you know, are they out there just smoking cigarettes or what's going on here? And so, where's the motel owner? I, I think something there is important. Before it was through, what happened is is that um, McLeod was charged and he was sentenced to 18 years in prison. Now, this is a state charge, not a federal charge, so um, that's a fascinating thing. Some, you know, sometimes they try to take these cases federally, they'll get a little bit more time, but it's always depending on how much evidence you have, how cooperative everybody is. Uh, he basically is charged for using threats and violence against the 14-year-old girl and uh, was charged uh, with first-degree um, human trafficking charge and the first-degree prostitution charge. So um, he allegedly put them up for four or five days at a time. The victims were required to prostitute themselves under his control. Each time that they were forced to have up to uh, sex up to 10 customers a day and make a minimum of $800. It is not uncommon in this business to have a quota. And if you don't make the quota, then you're horribly violated. Uh, fascinating to me, and uh, it's not uncommon in this, but during the, uh, the charges... 
uh, a quote here by the pimp, the lead pimp, the ring leader, which is Michael Malloy. He's saying, uh, he starts out, he's saying, I may be a lot of things, but I don't feel like a bad person. Really? You're prostituting a child, a 14-year-old child. He's saying, I take responsibility for my actions, according to his statement from court. I'm not saying I'm completely innocent, but I don't think I'm completely guilty. I just want to say I'm sorry. I asked for another chance. I just begged for some sort of leniency. Are you kidding me? But it isn't, it isn't uncommon. I want you all to understand and in the audience that it's just not uncommon to have that kind of thinking going on there. You know, they, they're... It's like they're sociopathic, and people need to understand that pimping isn't about sex. It's sociopathic behavior to dominate and control another human being. But I want to give hats off to uh, to, um, the law enforcement on this because I want to understand they reacted. They got a lead of a 14-year-old girl. They reacted, and they went together, and they worked with Backpage. And Backpage was able to provide them the tracking information for the ad and helped in the arrest. So, you know, quite frankly, they need recognition. They're, they're really one of the most cooperative private industries out there. And they understand that the girls are on the front line and they need that uh, ability to get the tips and follow up on the tips and help the girls make their pay- cases. Well, the victim will never be the same. Not the 18-year-old, not the 14-year-old. They, their lives have been totally turned upside down. This 14-year-old girl who just as simply wanted to get away from whatever stress was going on in her life, her life has become much more difficult. And the real lesson here is, is there are things you can do about it. Talk to teenagers and help them. Help runaway kids. Help homeless kids. Go to your local school district and find out if they have uh, groups that help homeless and runaway kids. Look at different agencies there that help out-risk and runaway and homeless kids and volunteer to help them. And if you have kids in your area, for instance, like churches or synagogues, then create a safe haven and talk to them and let them know there are places and people they can go to to talk to so that they do not have to run away. Well, this is Opal Singleton, and this uh, we're going to take a quick break here. But if you want to call in, it's 866-472-5787. And we'll be right back. Thanks. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, 
video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Crimes Against Humanity. This is your host, Opal Singleton. In this section, this segment, we will be talking about social media. Uh, As most of you know, I wrote a book called Seduced, the Grooming of America's Teenagers. And this book is really geared towards parents and grandparents and uh, educators and anybody that is dealing with young people. And I did this because social media is the primary way that predators reach people and reach um, victims and and uh, solicit them. I have on with me today Susie Carpenter. She just joined us. Uh, you want to say hello, Susie? Good morning, everyone. <laughs> okay, many people think I'm the only one involved in Million Kids. That's because I'm probably out there the most. But quite frankly, there are several people involved with Million Kids. And this Million Kids could not exist. And Susie is the primary reason that, that you all know about Million Kids. Because Susie is our media and marketing director. And she's the one that runs Million Kids Facebook page page and the websites and and uh, helps us with this radio show and I kind of wanted her to join with us for the rest of the radio program if she's available because um, she posts these cases on there and she sees it the same as I do. Uh, what we want to talk about in this segment is kick. Now, those of you who have heard me speak know that this is like my number one concern. There are many apps out there that where they violate young people. Uh, make they they basically provide an avenue of access, uh, which offers out recruitment and sometimes that ends in grooming and exploitation. Uh, and knowing all of these apps is really really helpful. 
interesting enough, a lot of people think that Facebook is like obsolete, but many of our big cases are on Facebook. But one of the reasons that Kick is such a big deal is that it's an instant messaging site. In other words, the reason why kids are on Kick is they like to talk to strangers. I did a survey in a local high school recently, and in that survey, it was a written survey for 150 teenagers. In that survey, 80% of the kids were using Kick. 80% of them had received a message from a stranger. And 50% of them replied to the stranger. And three actually went out and met a total stranger. How scary is that? So what we've done is put together four cases here of how Kick was used. I'm going to quickly go through them, and then I'm going to ask uh, Susie to comment on what she sees on Kick here. Just uh, you can see these. I, I had a hard time picking. Quite frankly, uh, we have another young lady by the name of Samantha Gonzalez that's helping us put together what we call the the. Uh, uh, predator app library so that ultimately these will be on our web page and I bet you we have 30 40 cases of how predators use kick the first one here is a, a guy and uh, he has been charged in this case he will spend 15 years in prison his name is Joseph Valdez he was 29 years old kind of a good-looking guy and he literally recruited and talked to hundreds of underage girls now he would talk to them on kick the reason why these kids are on kick is they like to talk to strangers you can be on kick and not talk to a stranger but he liked to and these kids liked to talk and so they connected in this case he claimed to be a modeling agency and he would use their text messages and one of the victims was actually nine years old now why a nine-year-old is on kick is that's a whole other subject you don't want to get me started on that but he would talk them into sending them photos and then he would blackmail them into sending more graphic images this usually starts off just kind of a tease and fun and they will send the child a picture first now it's usually not a picture of them it's a picture of somebody else but the kid feels obligated and so you know and boys and girls are caught up in this by the way guys are not exempt and so they'll send this cute little photo and they'll get that child to send the first photo once that first photo is sent these kids are trapped like flies on honey they can't get free they start to blackmail them they and many of these kids threaten suicide in this so he had hundreds of victims the next guy is another guy uh, that is uh, greg matthews now he's allegedly because the case is still pending but he created a a fake facebook account but he would use the kick chat room uh, there to chat with the girls and he would go back and forth between this Facebook account. In this case, he posed as a 15-year-old boy and he literally, and it was all across the United States, Oklahoma, Utah, and New York and, and like that. A couple of others really quick so that we'll get back to uh, Susie here. There's another one that is allegedly uh, the the case is not completed but uh, Brett Corcoran up in Ava, Missouri out in Ava, Missouri, excuse me uh, he used uh, Kick and he admitted that he produced child pornography using Kick. You see this is one of the things I warn kids about. They think that sending a naked photo on Kick is safe. But who owns the internet? I mean, really? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever stopped and thought who owns it? 
Nobody owns it. I, I, I always love it when I talk to kids because they say, well, I say, who owns it? Well, you know, Bill Gates. No, he doesn't own it. <laughs> he has a big influence, but he doesn't own it. But, you know, if no one owns it, then is it private? Now, kids will say, nah, it's not tri- private. And I go, really? Then why are you sending a naked photo on it? Because if it's not private, it can be intercepted. And that is what is happening here. There's a last one here uh, involving an 11-year-old girl. And the parent provided the, the 11-year-old with a smartphone. And she met a guy on kick. He basically told her to dress and take off her clothes, do all kinds of sexual acts, and record it. Now, she's 11. I mean, she does not have cognitive reasoning. She's just starting through puberty. You know, the man claimed to know several stu- students at school, and he threatened to absolutely destroy her. Now, one of the things I want you to take away on this is think about these. These kids are very young. Their first sexual experience, their very first sexual experience is one of shame, of humiliation, of threat, you know, regret, and how is that going to shape their identity for the rest of their lives? And, you know, quite frankly, several of these kids think of suicide. So that's enough for me. Susie, you you tell me, you see these cases all day long that you're posting them. Uh, yeah. Can you, you know, you, go, ahead. You, go ahead. You want to share some cases? Um, I don't have any cases off the top of my head right now, but um, I think the theme that we that you've already kind of covered that we see a lot of is that predators know exactly how to um, pose as whoever they they think the person that they are preying upon needs to see them as. Um, I think I've heard you say before that. Um, you know, they only have to put a couple of bits of information out there and the, the person who's, you know, now talking to them fills in all the gaps with their fantasy of who they think this person is and a predator will run with that information and that's especially easy for them to get away with with children and teenagers. Um, and uh, again, I have to agree with you that if someone, especially a young person, if they're putting... Um, photos of themselves out there because the, the cases I can recall hearing a lot of with Kick are predators are constantly trolling uh, kids for uh, naked selfies. And once that's out there, it's out there. And as you and I know, a lot of these predators also uh, belong to child pornography rings down in the dark web, and they will sell those photos in order to get more naked photos of children because their their obsession with this just just grows and grows and grows. So good work, Opal. I'm I'm so proud of you, and I'm so grateful to all of our listeners right now who want to do something about this. Well, thanks, Susie. Uh, it's um, it's an interesting phenomenon that's going on here. You know, technology is not good or bad, and it is here to stay. I mean, our world changed so much in the last three to five years as we have begun to arm our young people with literally access to the entire world. It's a fascinating thing. I uh, have read recently that the entire world of the Internet will be connected by Internet by 2020. That's only three and a half years away, folks. 
So we must prepare our young people for a different world. And, you know, I'm not against saying no to a child and a cell phone. I'm not. If you see your child violating your cell phone, by the way, you're probably paying for it if you're a parent. You know, you have the right to check it and look at it. And, you know, quite frankly, you would not hand your child a gun and not follow up and see what they're doing or hand them alcohol and see how they're using it. You know, you would not do that. And yet we hand our child something that has both good and bad traits, and then we don't realize the impact. So I'm going to encourage you to get involved. If you see your child doing something, sit and dialogue with them. The purpose of writing Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers, and by the way, that book is $15.99, and it is for sale on the Million Kids website. You can see it at uh, the Facebook page. You can also see it at our website. It's available on Amazon for what it's worth, but we don't get as much money um, off of it. It's a same price but if you purchase it from million kids then more of the money goes for our work but the reason I wrote that book is to equip parents and how to have a dialogue with their child certainly no is one answer but no is a very short sentence what we need to do is equip parents to understand how all of this is working and how to have that dialogue and help them build rapport with their kids. This is a whole new world out there and there is no shame in admitting that you don't know it all, but you're going to learn it and you're going to learn it along with your child to keep your child and your grandchild safe. So this is Opal Singleton and Susie Carpenter. And we're coming to you from Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the dark web and a case uh, involving the FBI and what they're doing to crack the dark web. Stay with us. Thanks. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. 
Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Well, welcome back. In this segment, we're going to be talking about the dark web and child pornography. Sometimes we'll be talking about online gaming, too, and how that uh, often subjects young boys into a world of child pornography. Uh, To let you know, this show is actually divided into four segments deliberately because many churches and organizations are starting to archive this on their church websites and on their homepages if they're an NGO or a nonprofit. We're asking them to do that because not everybody can listen live. Um, the advantage of listening live is that you can call in. If you want to call in, that phone number is 866 472 5787. However, you can also archive it. Just contact us at meandkids.org. Let's do opal at meandkids.org and let us know that you want to archive it and we will help you put it on your church website if you want to do that. The reason we do that is to be able to set this up so that you can go on whatever segment you want to in the archive. Now, this particular one is all about the dark web and a, and a, a site in the dark web called Playpen. And this is a fascinating case. As many of you know, I study technology. I actually look at every human trafficking case in America every day and every child pornography case. That's probably sick. I probably need a hobby. But anyway, Anyway, by the way, on with us is Susie Carpenter, our media marketing director, and uh, she's joining us and we'll be jumping in here. But the reason that I do this is, you know, not to entertain myself, but to equip you and me to be able to stand up against this. In the last year or so, I've started to actually understand what is going on in the dark web. Now, let me tell you what uh, is going on. There's not enough information about this. I've seen various inputs on it. But theoretically, if you think of the Internet as a bucket of water, think about the top, let's say, 5% of that bucket of water is where you and I live. Now, I used to think of it in terms of the top 75% was where we lived and the bottom 25% was where the bad guy lived. But I've been educated since then uh, by many people, and I'm starting to understand that we're really just getting started in exploring the Internet. Think about this a minute. The Internet is one of those phenomena that have changed our life. In fact, we really are at a unique time in history and in our society where we now have the entire world coming together electronically. And yet it is not something that anybody owns. And on top of it, it is not private. And so uh, and then. On top of that, we give our kids access to it by cell phones and and, uh, texting and all kinds of devices, you know, uh, uh, 
computer games, video games with chat rooms and like that. So think about this huge, huge mass called the Internet. The top, let's say 5% for, for best guess at this point, is search by Google, Bing, Chrome, like that. And that's where we live. And that's where uh, we kind of exchange things and we search and we can have instant information. In fact, this generation of young people has access to more information than any generation ever in society. But having said that, they also means that that more predators can reach them than in any time in society. In 2011, the, F- the FBI estimated there are about a million predators online at any given time. Now, that was 2011. Nobody really knows today. But if you think of this, the top 5% where we live. Then the next section is called the deep web. That's where major corporations, where uh, government agencies, where things like uh, uh, LexisNexis, groups like that will function. And then the bottom part is called the dark web. And nobody really knows how big it is. It's kind of a, uh, a, a mass out there that... Um, that really hasn't been discovered. Now, to their credit, the FBI was starting to discover this and uh, trying to find cases. What is fascinating is, is that in, uh, in the dark web, we believe that's home to, for instance, ISIS, uh, the Mexican drug cartels, other cartels around the world. I mean, being in the U.S., we think of Mexico drug or car- the Mexican drug cartels, but there's Japanese cartels, there's Korean cartels, Chinese, uh, Latin America cartels. So they do business down there. They sell guns. That's where gun runners live. That's where big drug transfers live. Uh, money launderers are and child pornographers. And uh, this is really where we come in. Well, the FBI was trying to find, oh, and hackers, by the way. Uh, supposedly, the hackers were trying to sell um, the passwords recently for a huge number. I forgot what it was. I think it was 115,000 uh, LinkedIn passwords were being sold by hackers in the dark web. So, you know, if you have a LinkedIn account, change your change your password. (laughs) Anyway, but uh, the FBI was trying to penetrate a site that they had located called the Playpen. And they actually sent out a virus, uh, some malware trying to penetrate this. They believe, and and there are different estimations on this, but they believe that they might have between 215,000 child pornographers on this site, and one estimation is 400,000. Now, this is on the Tor, which is called the Onion Router, and is they had found this site, and these sites move around, and they're very difficult to locate. You have to be invited in. So, how do you get 215,000? Let's take the lower number, 215. Thousand child pornographers to find each other. Well, they know each other in in person, and they you know kind of learn to trust each other, and they share that information, and they come together, and they form these huge child pornography rings. Now, I want you as the viewer to think about that. Just think of how much material it takes to keep two hundred and fifteen thousand child pornographers happy. This is the reason why I'm so adamant about teaching our kids about things like Kick and Snapchat and Instagram. You know, be careful what you put out there because they're searching this. These guys get together 
and they start trading these photographs like um, baseball cards. I'll give you two of these for four of those, you know, kind of thing. It's the sickest thing you can ever imagine. And these are vile photos. Uh, I do not look at child pornography. I look at the cases. But I have on a couple occasions seen child pornography by accident. And I reported it because, as you know, I work with law enforcement. And and so I immediately report that. And any time you should ever see child pornography, by the way, please report it. That number, by the way, is one 888 3737888. And I'll repeat that again before it's over. Or you can contact us at Me and Kids and we'll give you that number. But think about this mass of child pornographers. Well, in the case that I have posted on the Facebook page this time is what happened is that FBI is trying to penetrate this. And so they got a case and it went to court and the case was thrown out. So this is kind of a historic thing is the reason why I wanted to share it with you. Uh, I don't disagree with the, with what is going on with uh, this case, by the way. The U.S. federal judge threw it out based on the fact that they didn't have the authority and that and the way that they went about penetrating it wasn't um, in compliance with law. But think about it. our laws are far behind our technology. So what happened in this case is the case was actually thrown out. But it was enough to let us know as the public, as I read this case, that, that it is believed that these child porn rings are up to 400,000 people. Now, I want you to know that child pornography is one of the most despicable things you'll ever see. I'll share with you some statistics, uh, and this will make you sick. If it doesn't then shame on you because it should make us all sick. But there's belief that 39% of child pornographers target children under the age of five. Uh, Excuse me, 39% of the photographs that are out there are of children under the age of five. And 19% are under the age of two. So what is going on here? I'm having something all of a sudden printing out here. Forgive me in the background. But this is a fascinating thing to me. We must take this on. Child pornography is not a, a, a thing of, uh, you know, is it okay or is it not okay? It's not even borderline. When In order to have child pornography, you must violate a child. And that is just simply unacceptable. Susie, uh, we have a couple of minutes. You want to jump in here? Uh, you see cases of this that you post on here. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I wanted to make a comment about how difficult it is for law enforcement to break into these child pornography sites um, because of the fact that they're membership-based. Um, my understanding is that in order to have access to the actual child pornography, you have to provide child pornography um, and so the more you provide, the more access to the, the uh, pornographic images you have, um, which means law enforcement can't do that. Um, so it's very difficult to kind of go in and um, in, into these sites to make these cases, and so I want to applaud their efforts um, in, in when they do break these cases uh, and, and they have success in prosecuting because it's it's really complicated. Um, so good for them whenever we can get a good case. Yeah. Um, that's I, it for now. 
I think that uh, one of the things that, that I really want to drive home is that child pornography is much more prevalent than any of us ever dreamed. Uh, I know when I first got into this, I did not want to look at it. Um, and quite frankly, I still don't want to look at it. But somebody must look at it. And you people that are listening from a standpoint of educating yourself, look around and be alert for it, especially if you're a social worker, if you're a teacher. You know, you may be seeing these children. And, you know, oftentimes what will happen is their behavior will change. They're unable to tell you what is happening to them. Uh, but you can see them be uh, withdrawn, um, maybe frustrated, maybe uh, maybe lashing out because they're being violated and no way to tell. So if you should get a report like this or you are suspicious, do not be afraid to report that. That number again is one eight eight eight. Excuse me, one one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. That number is tricky. One eight eight eight. Three seven three seven eight eight eight. So when we come back, we're going to do the global segment of looking at some mass migration. I really want to focus in on uh, something that's happened in India. So uh, we'll return shortly. Stay with us. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, welcome back to Crimes Against Humanity. This segment is designed to talk about global issues. Now, let me tell you what I'm really visualizing here. I really want to build a global Internet community, a community that's interactive, 
that's current, that's based on boots on the ground, of people coming together and telling us what they're seeing having to do with global exploitation. It is my hope and my dream and my prayer that churches across America will post this on their uh, website, that post the whole show. You can link on it for free. That'll give you free training to all of your members. But What we'd also want you to do is send it out to your missionaries around the world. Because, you see, we're living at an amazing time in society. Now, you know, I'm not young, but I don't remember any time in my my lifetime that we have seen the kind of mass migration that we are seeing in this day and age. Between Africa, people pouring out of Africa, trying to make it over to Italy and Greece, people coming out of Syria, you're seeing migration and immigrants coming in through um Europe in ways we have never seen before. Over a million uh, Syrian refugees have entered into uh, Germany. We are seeing it here in America, people coming up from El Salvador and Nicaragua, I can't say that word, Honduras and Guatemala, uh, you know, because of the crime. Uh, You know, quite frankly, if you live in El Salvador, you either belong to a gang or you're going to pay a coyote to get out of El Salvador, and we all know that coyotes are not members of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, El Salvador's got a huge problem going right now with MS-13. In fact, I read an article last week that literally there were 1,400 murders in two months in an El Salvadoran prison. So they're coming off from Latin America, but we're also seeing huge amounts of human trafficking in Southeast Asia. Now, my background is Cambodia, but I've worked with Rafa House, and uh, that word is spelled R-A-P-H-A, Rafa House. That word means healing in Hebrew, by the way. And Rafa House is an amazing organization. I've been volunteering with them for, oh, probably seven years now, I'd say, maybe maybe eight. Jeez, probably close to eight. Anyway, they were in safe houses in Cambodia and Thailand and, and just recently in Haiti, uh, they're one of the largest safe house providers in Cambodia, and I got to live over there for four months and be the acting country director. And that gave me a chance to see, you know, literally what was happening in the name of human trafficking. And it is just simply amazing that what we are seeing. And so what we want to do is get you, especially if you're in a foreign country, one of, one of the things that's so exciting about working with Voice America Variety Channel is this show goes out to 170 countries. So Susie, who's happened to be on the line with me today, is our media marketing uh, director. We're creating Million Kids Global, but for right now, you can just go on the Million Kids Facebook page, but there will be very shortly a Million Kids Global Facebook page. And what we want you to do is come on and tell us who you are and where you're located and what you're seeing in the name of human exploitation. I especially, uh, and by the way, if it's dangerous for you to give your name or any of that information, you can email me at opal at me and kids, opal at me and kids.org. And, um, you know, tell me, you know, what you're seeing and what is being done about it. And let us share that with the rest of the world. Well, I want to talk for a second about a case that I read this morning. Now, my, my uh, layout that we put said that we're going to talk about Syrian refugees, but I saw something this morning that caught my attention. 
And I really wanted to talk about it. And that is that India is setting up a new anti-trafficking bill that really is pretty comprehensive. And I was just excited as heck to hear that. Literally, India is home to the largest number of enslaved people in the entire world. With over 18 million people, they are really, really at risk because of the level of poverty. India is one of those countries that's kind of like Cambodia. If you go into the city, it's very um, sophisticated. They have high-rise buildings, uh, you know, all the latest technology. People are driving fancy cars and like that. Except that's a very small portion of the population. As you go out there, you begin to see that there is a huge amount of poverty. And where there's poverty, there's exploitation. Now, it's a fascinating thing to me because I believe that uh, literally human trafficking overseas is usually based on poverty. People have almost no opportunities to get employment. One of the things that surprised me in Cambodia that that drove it was the fact that literally at that point, 70% of the population of Cambodia was under uh 30 years of age, and 50% are under 22. All of that was from the Khmer Rouge situation in Pol Pot, and literally killed many, many men and left many women either homeless or without resources and no way, no ability to raise their children where they could go to school, get educated, and have opportunity. And so that is some of the challenges. When you can't get work, when your family has no income, when you're not educated, a lot of times you're tricked into signing contracts that you don't realize that you're selling your children. You think your children are going off to school. Um, you know, these people aren't bad people. They're people who are either uninformed and uneducated or they're, they're forced into dire situations because of poverty. And that is often happening in India in a huge way because there's over 18 million people there and not enough employment. So what is happening is the bill is proposing penalties for offenses that, such as administrating, administering drugs and alcohol to traffic people, and they're setting up special courts there. What happens in India is people are often forced into domestic work or construction, farming, fishing, manual labor, forced begging, uh, the sex industry. And quite frankly, uh, they're often trafficked by labor trafficking. But labor and sex trafficking are not mutually exclusive. I mean, these guys who are willing to exploit people... Sometimes they'll put you out for sex and then force you to work without pay, or they'll put you out for work, and if you don't make your quota, they will sexually violate you. And that is what is often going on in India. So it's a, it's a fascinating thing here about what is going on, because there are thousands of mostly women and children that are being trafficked within India and also in their poor neighbors, such as Nepal and Bangladesh. Uh, and many of these women are sold into forced marriage or bonded labor uh, to work, you know, sometimes within the country 
and many times they're uh, deported. By the way, I have a good friend by the name of Skip Lamford, and he is with the Fringe Yorba Linda Church or, um, over in Yorba Linda, California, and their primary focus of human trafficking is going out and focusing on India, and they're doing that because they know it takes all the resources they can drum up. And so, uh, you know, I I'm applaud them for their work. Now, if your church or if you as an individual are engaged in global um, uh, combating global trafficking, be sure and write to us over at Million Kids on the Facebook page and let us know who you are and what you're doing. You know, we can't save the world. We're just not big enough. But we can do one thing, and that is really why I get up each morning, and I hope that's why you get up each morning. We in America are so blessed. And uh, I think back, whenever I get discouraged, I think about a young girl I met in Cambodia. She was born in a fishing village every day. She was about 16, and she was drop-dead beautiful. The only difference between me and her was I was born in America. Every day this girl gets up and she kills fish. They're brought in by the thousands. She kills them, she takes the insides out of them, and she chops them up and sends them to market. I think to myself, how does that girl ever date? You know, she smells like fish. She's been doing this for 16 years. Well, okay, maybe only 14, maybe only 13. But that's as good as her life is ever going to be. And I think how blessed we are in America. And we need to take care of that and do what we can to help others. I'm very concerned about what is going on in mass migration around the world. Because when you have a person who's been displaced, that's been relocated, that's lost all their resources, that's lost their identity... You know, they're going to do what they need to do to support themselves and their family. And many times there are people who take advantage of them and exploit them. So get involved with this, okay? And we thank you for listening to this show. Thank you for for participating. Let us know that you're out there. Share this with other people. It is going to be archived each week at millionkids.org, but we also want you to archive it on your church or if you're with uh, AAUW, Soroptimist, uh, Uh, some of the other organizations that are out there, you too can archive it and get your members involved. Help us spread the word to this so that we can build a global internet community to combat human exploitation around the world. So for the end of this week, this is Opal Singleton, your host. Susie Carpenter has been on the, the line with us. She'll hopefully join us again next week. Be sure and share this with everybody that you know. Follow us on Facebook. You can write to me at opal at millionkids.org. So be sure and get involved with us and share it with everyone you know. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.